family, it's so good to see you guys again, man. So thank you for tuning in to this channel. On today's show, I want to talk to you about the lack of tribalism within the black American community and how that impacts us. You know, most of you guys know that I lived in uh, Ghana and in Liberia, West Africa for a period of about six years. So, you know, I uh, was surrounded by so many hundreds of different African tribes and uh, through cultural immersion and through being there for so long, I became Africanized. You see what I mean? I became Africanized and I began to take on the character of the Africans that I was around. And the character uh, of the Africans that I, was, that I was around was a nativist character. It was a very tribal character, you know? So I wanna talk to you guys about that, how that impacted my life and how I'm trying to actually teach you guys, the viewers, on why tribalism is so important and why you need to adopt a tribal mentality. All right, so today's gonna be a good show. You guys don't go anywhere, stay tuned. Welcome back guys, my name is Kobe Smith and I am the co-founder of Black American. Black American is an ethnic identity clothing brand that inspires Black American people to love their culture and also love their country. So I want you guys to check us out right here at blackamerican.com. All right, so, you know, like I said, you guys know that I lived in Ghana, West Africa for uh, six years. And during that time, I became Africanized, you know? Uh, I became Africanized in that I began to adopt a tribal mentality because as an entrepreneur, I was surrounded by other African entrepreneurs. That's the one thing that you guys uh, don't understand. And I think that entrepreneurship and getting money is probably one of the biggest disconnects between uh, Black American culture and African culture. So in the United States of America, as Black Americans, we grow up different. We grow up different because there's a lot of jobs that we can get. You know, we go to high school, we go and we get jobs working gas stations and, and, and grocery stores or whatever. You know, um, you know, we go to college, we graduate, and then there's just a plethora of jobs that we can get in this country throughout our lives. You know, it's easy for us to buy cars, get apartments, go shopping, you name it. So while there is a middle class in the United States of America, in Africa, there's no middle class. You got the uh, ultra rich and then you just got the poor, right? And there's not a lot in between. So those people at the bottom of society who are the more majority of the population are ravenous when it comes to entrepreneurship. And man, I gotta tell you guys, um, look, nine out of 10 Africans that you're gonna meet when you're on the continent of Africa, they are all entrepreneurs. They're all doing something, man. They selling something. They selling clothes. Most of them are gonna be traders. You know, they're gonna be shop owners. They're gonna be doing something when it comes to trade, when it comes to business. And again, why are they like that? Because there are no jobs there. And even if there are jobs, they're not getting enough money for those jobs. So um, the entrepreneurial spirit is live and well in in West Africa, man. You don't, and I love being around all these traders, you know. And so that entrepreneurial spirit just doesn't really exist, 
in black America. Because in order to survive, entrepreneurship is not really necessary for us. Because again, we have a strong uh, job market where we could just get jobs, right? So when you put black Americans together with Africans, there's this big clash because of mindset and you know goals and objectives. So if you ever get a group of African men together, nine times out of 10, at some point in that conversation, business is going to come up and they're going to be talking about how to get a business, how to hustle, how to get things done. Whereas if you're talking about black American men, if we get together, we're going to be talking about football, we're going to be talking about women, and we're going to be talking about going to work tomorrow morning. So I say all that to say that when you when, when I was living in, in Africa and I was living amongst all these people who had to rely on themselves, right? Who had to rely on their own intelligence, on their own strength, on their own ingenuity in order to make it day by day. That by itself, by definition, developed this tribal mentality because tribalism is about protecting resources, right? It's not about, oh, you know, I dance this certain way or I wear these clothes and I don't like you because you don't speak my language. Nobody cares about that. At the center of tribalism is money. At the center of tribalism is business. So you become tribal because you're trying to protect your gold, your bauxite, your timber, your manganese, your cocoa, and you wanna make sure that you are the only one who can benefit from that. But in order to really be tribal and think with a tribal mindset, you need to be entrepreneurial. And I think that that is the, re as a matter of fact, I know that that is the reason why black American people are a lot less tribal than other black folks throughout the world, right? Because we lack the spirit of entrepreneurship, we really don't care about who comes in our communities and set up shop. So when the Koreans come into our communities and they set up and, and they control all of the black beauty supply stores, we don't care. We're going to work tomorrow morning anyway, so that's not a big deal for us, right? When the Sikhs come into our communities and they set up all the gas stations, we don't care. It's not a big deal, right? When the Indians come into our communities, the black American communities, and they set up all of these little um, hotels and motels, we don't care. It's not a big deal. It's a free country, right? Everybody can do what they want to do. You know, all these corner stores, all these liquor stores, all these gas stations, all these little businesses that are in the black community are run by immigrants, right? But we don't care. We rarely say anything about it. But would that actually happen in Africa? Would it be the same amongst the people who have a tribal mentality and an entrepreneurial mentality? Well, I want you guys to check out this clip so I can show you guys uh, tribalism in full effect. Check this out. You're watching Join News Prime. Now, over 60 shops owned by foreigners at Swami Magazine have been locked up by a national tax force weeks after it reopened them for business. The tax force had intervened after Ghanaian traders unilaterally shut the shops down in enforcement of the country's trade laws, which bar foreigners from retail trade. Its leader, David Amwating, will not speak on record, but he revealed almost 90% of foreign shop owners fall short of meeting basic requirements. Nana Asensu Mensah has more in this report.
The task force is mandated to clamp down on foreign retailers in Ghanaian market to sanitize the retail environment. Currently, the force is moving from shop to shop to inspect resident permits and other documents of foreign traders to ensure compliance with the law. The task force set up by government who are mandated to cleanse the retail market have started their work. Yesterday, the task force started their work here at the Sun Magazine Enclave and they closed down over 60 shops owned by foreigners. And this is one of the shops. You see that guys, you know, that right there was a clip of uh, uh, Nigerian traders being kicked out of Ghana, West Africa. You know, they got rules and they got regulations. And you actually saw guys who were going through the streets, uh, knocking on shop doors, trying to check and see who was Nigerian or who was not Nigerian or who was foreigner. And if they caught you and you were a foreigner and you were doing business in their country, they were going to kick you out. Now, they were not doing that because of religion. They were not doing that because of, um, you know, the clothes that they wore, culture. They were doing that because of money. Imagine if black American people did the same thing, right? Imagine if black American people, you know, went through the, um, you know, the, the, the streets of their community and kicked out all the Koreans and all the Japanese and all the Chinese and all the African shop owners and Caribbean shop owners in their community. The exact same way you just saw, you know, the Ghanaians uh, do the Nigerians and other foreigners in their country. You know, those guys are protecting their markets, right? You, you, don't, you don't think it's a thing in Africa, right? Okay, let me show you again. Right now, we're going to go to South Africa. Watch this. Xenophobia violence seems to be spreading among foreign nationals here. In Jamiston, east of Johannesburg, most shopkeepers from countries like Ethiopia, Somalia and other parts of Africa have closed their businesses in anticipation of looting. As you can see here, the police are protecting properties, businesses, shops that belong to African migrants. They said that they were attacked last night precisely because they are not South Africans. I'm worried, I'm scared, I know how to protect myself because most, most of us here, we are citizens already. At least five people were killed, including two South Africans, since the violence began last week. Locals who are behind the rioting have said foreign nationals are taking their jobs and opportunities. In the eastern coastal city of Durban, a march began by some 10,000 South Africans who are calling for an end to the attacks. The Chatsworth sports field south of Durban has been turned into a makeshift refugee camp. Here you will find families from Zimbabwe, Malawi, Mozambique and many others from the rest of Africa. They told us that they escaped with the mega belongings they could salvage when the looters came. If they take us back to our countries, maybe it's gonna get better because we end up dying here. See, I mean, you even have this dude who says that he's afraid for his life because these South Africans, who are a lot like us, because they experience, they experience apartheid in their nation, they don't want any other African from any other area 
to come there and set up shop in their country. You know, they just got out of apartheid, so they're trying to heal and they're trying to build their businesses and they don't want any competition from anybody. So you just saw two videos. On the one hand, you saw Ghanaian say, we don't want no business competition from anybody. You guys have come free. Y'all, I mean, you guys are free to come to our country and, and buy from us, but you're not free to come to our country and compete with us. And then we looked at another video where we uh, showed South Africans saying the same thing. You guys are free to come to our country and, and buy you know, from our stores, but we don't want you here competing against us. That right there is the beauty of tribalism. It's protecting um, their, their area, their land, their money to make sure that it stays in the hands of, of, of the people who are indigenous to that nation. So with all that said, why are black Americans so different? Why don't you see us running through the streets and burning down shops and kicking out people and demanding to be able to control the, the uh, economics within our own community? Well, you know, I thought a lot about this and what, really what I realized is that based on my experience of being in Africa, black American men and African men are just not the same when it comes to mentality of doing business. And that is really only because of the environments that we come from. Uh, in America, you have a strong middle class and you have a strong, uh, we have, currently we have a strong economy with a lot of jobs available, right? So there's no need to be a shop owner. There's no need to be an entrepreneur. There's no need to actually invest in anything when you can just go get a job, right? Whereas in Africa, these cats don't have jobs. If they don't get up and they don't start something on their own, they won't eat. So when you have a whole nation like that, tribalism, you know, has power. Whereas in the United States, you know, it doesn't have any power because it lacks the incentive, right? So um, even though I know that uh, with that said that there's some structural, you know, problems with trying to develop this tribal mentality within that culture, that is still a mission of mine. And that's the reason why, you know, of course I created this brand Black American, is to be able to uh, communicate a tribal mindset to Black American people. You know, it's very important for us as Black Americans to be able to think tribally because if we think tribally and if we say, listen, America is our country, this is our nation and this is our land, and we get away from Pan-Africanism, then we know what to fight for and we know what to demand. If we develop this idea that we are Africans, if we start thinking with a Pan-African mindset, then we have no problem with uh, people from other countries coming into our communities and setting up shop because we see them as the same. But as you saw in those videos, <laughs> these Africans, man, they know, you know who's a part of their ethnic group and who's not, right? They know who's a part of their tribe and who is not. And they do everything that they can do to keep people out who do not belong. So I wanna know what you guys think. Um, what's the problem with us you know, in our community and our lack of tribalism. Do you think our lack of tribalism is a good thing or is it a bad thing? Um, what are some of the steps that we can take in order to be more tribal? And do you think that, um, you know, of course you know I'm gonna bring this up, do you think Donald Trump is the best president um, uh, in this upcoming 2020 election to be able to help uh, black American people to protect 
our communities, protect our environment from immigrants who want to come in and take, you know, and uh, do business uh, within our communities. Um, that's why I'm pushing the hashtag Ados for Trump 2020 because I firmly believe that uh, in this upcoming 2020 election, we need to develop a mindset of tribalism. And um, the only president out there that I know of who has a nativist uh, blood and soil mindset is President Donald Trump. If we vote for Democrats, then you know they're going to believe in the open borders and they're going to want people to come into our community and to continue to do what they've already been doing, which is uh, you know not a benefit to us. All right, so that's the show, man. I want you guys to check me out on social media. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, hit me up on BlackAmerican.com. I want you guys to like, share. Uh, comment and subscribe to this channel and I will see you guys on the next one man. Peace.